0: ever feel like you've got to get your should together is your should about to hit the fan have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more see more or do more welcome to shut the should up with
1: candace payne and jenny randall we're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should
0: with a whole lot of faith together let's sort through the pain Purpose and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do.
1: Because there's so much more in you. Woohoo!
0: Hello, Candace. <laughs> hey, How's Jenny. Your
1: How's your week going?
0: Well, it's going well. It's going well. It's been a hard week, but it's been a good week because we're about to walk into a new year. Yeah. Yes, Our- we are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're already a couple of days into it, but I mean, like, we're really about to walk into it. Yeah, like it's all gonna, the way. It's,
1: I'm feeling this year. It's gonna be the greatest.
0: 2023 and the it. <laughs> new year, new you. Okay. Has anybody coined the phrase "2023 and me" yeah. yet? Oh,
1: 2023.
0: <laughs> I think. I think we need, are we the first.
1: There's so many first. rhyming like 2023.
0: It's gonna be um. no. You're going uh, to be was... bad, you're going to be bold, you're going to be wiser. There you there go. go. If some of y'all are looking is...
1: for your, your your word for the year. Your word, you, go. you got a word, you got some resolutions. Why don't you just take last year's yeah. resolution and try again? I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I'm just, just kidding. Come I know time. some people know this about me, but seriously, the only year I've ever been successful on doing my resolution was with the year that I chose to eat one taco a day. For the <laughs> entire year. <laughs> nailed it.
1: I nailed it. Someone now listening's like, oh, that's what I've been looking for. That's going to be what I'm doing this year. Exactly. <laughs> a taco Pray. day. Breakfast taco. <laughs> taco day keeps the doctor.
0: Man. Doctor's bills was coming 10 P- in. 10 p.m. came one day during that year, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. I was at a, one of those kind of Mongolian barbecue places where they do all the things and they add it. Wow. But then you can ask for a flour tortilla. I didn't know this. And so I just oh. put all my wonderful Asian barbecue in this flower tortilla. And I was like, call it a day. Kept my resolution. Winning. Hashtag winning.
1: You worked for that. That's amazing. That's a great resolution. (laughs) I've, yeah, I've I've failed a lot of resolutions, but we don't need to talk about that today. Today we're talking about, (laughs) we're in the middle of our mini series on passions over performance. And if you haven't caught the last three, we've talked about how to discover your passion, how to have confidence, Mm -hmm. a fearless confidence Mm -hmm. within them. We've talked about authenticity. And today we're actually broadening the the overall subject. We're giving you a passion prep talk and we're talking about how you can maintain this passion for life. So not only specific passions as you walk out your life, but we're talking about a passion for life and what makes you come alive and how do you maintain that and what do you even have to prep in order to have this passion
0: for life yeah yeah, a zest for life if you will a zest we don't use zest okay. enough in our wording like conversations we I, that's my resolution I'm going to use the word zest daily every that's day in good, 2023
1: it's a good word my kids and I were watching zest. this kids cooking show so fun Ooh. and this little cute kid I think I'm going to butcher it but he there's this one clip and he's Sobbing, and he's like, oh, "I no. forgot the lemon zest." And he's like,
0: "Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh." Uh-uh. So uh-uh. you know,
1: we don't cook much, but when we do, that quote comes out. Get that
0: oh lemon gosh. zest. A little zest. Spice. I'm gonna use that for every day that I mess up on something. I forgot the lemon zest. I'm just gonna cry <laughs> and say, "I forgot the lemon zest." I forgot the zest. If you forgot your passion, I think you're hoping, and and I think we're hoping for you that you're gonna walk in this new year fully engaged and locked into the things that give you passion for life yeah Uh, it always feels like such a clean slate at the beginning of a year right where you can kind of feel that
1: yeah Yeah. new new goals even Mm -hmm. a new a calendar (laughs) flip whatever here's the thing when when we were talking through the idea for this episode we began thinking in our own lives like well let's think back because I was thinking my goal in my 20s uh it's very different from a what it is here in my 40s. has evolved, <laughs> it is changed. Well, I'm yeah. talking career. You're laughing because you're like, well, oh. What is your goal? I did have a goal, get a bunny at one point. That didn't happen. What? Get yeah. a bunny. Did you ever happen? Yeah. No, I well, I called my dad in high school. I was at the mall,
0: the oh. pet shop. Oh.
1: Uh-huh. And Uh he has this rule. He would pick up his phone in every single meeting. So he was the VP of this large company, left the boardroom, picked up the phone. And he's like, Jenny, I'm in a meeting. What is it? And I'm like, dad, 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 can I get a bunny? Like this was urgent. Oh, no. Urgent. Urgent. He's like, no, got to go. And then just went on to his meeting. And I was defeated in that moment. But I've come to learn that (laughs) it's the Lord's provision on my life because apparently bunnies take over your whole house. Along with uh, the poop.
0: Oh, no, no. I don't want Have anything that? else that I got to clean up after. I don't, that is not on my 2023. Let's do it this year. Yeah. 2023 and me, me not cleaning up after anybody or anything else this year. That's what I want. And I feel like a lot of mom feel <laughs> me on that. Like, yeah, like, amen. Yes, and amen. Glory. Raise glory, a hallelujah to that. Hallelujah.
1: So, yeah, bunny's oh, yeah. off my list. Okay. Good, Thank you. Oh, Lord. But yeah, I went into my 20s wanting to be a video editor, which I was, Mm -hmm. and now I'm morphed Mm -hmm. into this. I do a podcast with Candace. That's my job. It's changed.
0: It's shifted. (laughs) You write books. You speak. I write books. I'm yeah. I'm just being low key. I'm just being marketing. Yeah. But if
1: but when you go back to you know your 20s or teens and you think of where do your passions lie, what are your goals, what are your dreams, Mm. and you think up Mm. to this point, and you're like, well, how
0: did how has it evolved? How is it morphed? How my has goodness. it changed? My goodness. The most passionate pursuit that I could have imagined in my twenties was maybe, and I and I do mean this. Maybe having a happy marriage, um, that happy wife, happy life kind of sentiment. Do you know what I mean? How
1: old were you when you got married? I don't know. Oh, I
0: was a baby. Now, if you tell me how old back in the day, I would have told you I was ready and I was grown and I was Mm -hmm. fully mature enough. But now being, I'm 43, I'll be 44 this year. And I look back and I just see a baby. I see a baby that didn't know anything. And I was uh, 22 when I got married. Okay. 22
1: years. Ring old. by
0: spring. Was that the motto of your? It university? was the motto of my university, but I did not abide by that. I actually um, met my husband and we did not date. We just hung out at youth college events, youth slash mm-hmm. college events. Yeah. And we were the only ones that would show up. Like literally like people, even the leaders would cancel. They'd be like, Hey, I know it's, I set it up to where we're going to all go the high school football game, but my kid got sick. We can't make it. And we're like, we'll show up and we'll just hang out with the kids. None of the kids show up. So literally (laughs) God setting us up on these blind dates for a whole six months. And we're like, Hey, you again, Hey, me again. Wow. And there was one night that we kissed and three weeks later, he asked me to marry him.
1: And nine oh. months
0: later we were married. I mean, like it was so fast and we just use this phrase a lot. When you know, you know, when you know, you know, and um I say now, you know, I've been married. We just celebrated our 21st wedding anniversary here in Ooh. December. And um I say that we've enjoyed um, all of them, but seven. And so <laughs> like, like, but because those first seven years were, were rough, and I mean rough, and not like, oh, my gosh, you made the horrible choice, and now you're living with it, and you, you're in denial. No, I mean, like, they were rough because we were polar opposites. Um, we say that that's our strength now is that we're mm. opposite in a lot of ways. We need that yeah. to raise our kids, so um, that's good. But back in the day, my goal was just to have a happy happy marriage and the like, be a wife that, um, could feel love and, and give love out and, and, you know, enjoy that whether or not we ever had kids, you know? Yeah. So so whether I became a mom or not, I was just hoping that my marriage would be someplace that I could feel fulfilled. So that's 20s right there.
1: So but I love that you were like not seven years of it, like <laughs> jokingly, but also <laughs> probably some truth in it, right? But oh yeah, when absolutely when we're when we're talking about living a life of passion, and you've touched on this without actually mm. like saying the words, when we recount the goodness of God in these different areas of growth and goal setting, and I want to be a great wife, and how that has morphed and changed and you've learned and grown. And yeah. if you can in all even those seven years when you can recount god's goodness Mm. it's really the stabilizer that gives
0: us that lemon zest Mm. well did you mean to just pop like tie everything together with a perfect bow because who are you jenny who are you your author skills are on display Next level, hey! That's what gives us the lemon zest. Everybody, hold on. Let me repeat. That's what gives us the lemon zest. <laughs> ah, look at you, fool! Come on, I am taking this. Showing ridiculous! Showing up in a new year with some new insights. Let's go, Jay. Just put
1: that, put that on a quotable Instagram quote. Shut the shit up, comma Jenny Randall. <laughs> the goodness of God gives you the lemon zest for life.
0: It does. It does. You know what, one of the greatest tools that I've discovered in now my years of therapy, because I do believe you can have therapist and Jesus, like they work together. They're, they're in tandem. Sometimes it's really good. Mm -hmm. One of the greatest skills that I've discovered recently has been how to really pause and appreciate not just where you are, but where you came from, um, there's a, there's a song that I love right now. And the lyrics basically say, um, there's no doubt about it. I'm on my way home. I'm not yet where I'm going, but I'm a long way from where I was.
1: Hmm.
0: And I love those lyrics because like, you know, when you just hear something and it all automatically zings in, into yeah. your heart, like it hits, like those lyrics, that melody always hit and it hits because I know I don't do that. I don't stand in the middle of the road and just stop and go, I know I'm I'm on my way home. I know I'm about to be there, but I also got to look at the road I'm walking on and that I'm definitely not where I used to be. Um, So I think today's episode is so vital for us. starting something new, a new year to really take the ability, like my therapist would say, pause and appreciate where you've been. And it, don't see if that doesn't fuel our passions and, and just not just your passion for what you're called to do or your purposes and all those things that we've been talking about already, but your zest for life. Yeah. And I love how you framed it all within the goodness of God, because really, when you look back on where you've come from, I would dare say you can't help but see the goodness of God, even even in the most Trying of circumstances,
1: yeah, and the Holy Spirit awakens us to see that. Like, yeah. I, so as you were talking, I wrote a couple of things down because I easily forget things. This is where my brain's at. But let's go. I think there's a couple different types of personalities that are listening now. there are the bulldozers. Mm-hmm. Like we're just going to plow through. I'm going to get to the next goal. I'm going to keep dreaming, and we're going to go and we're going to get it done. So those are the bulldozers. And okay, then dozers got it. I don't know what technical construction piece of equipment this would be but uh-huh. there's the ones that say reflected all the way in the things that happened in the past and they can't even dream for the future mm. what is that a, a backer upper truck yeah a that's historian it. let's let's think of it that way a historian. Oh, a historian okay there's this okay there's a bulldozer and the historian i like this, this historian so some did you call it a
0: hostorian
1: what are you saying oh gosh are you calling <laughs> out my new york his- there's also the hose no
0: historian the, the hose meaning of a technical piece of equipment oh my gosh <laughs> don't write in don't hate us ah! uh, no yeah there's the also- historians no. keep historians. keep your thought alive let's there's go there's the historians historians historians,
1: historians. <laughs> anyways so the historians stay so reflected in the past In the mistakes, try not to recycle Mm. what has already been done, that they miss the future goals and dreams and passions the Lord has for them in the future.
0: I see where you're going.
1: Yeah. You see it. You feel it in your bones. So I think determining which personality, and there could be others. We're just spitballing here. But even determining how you're wired, like I'm a bulldozer. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to the Mm -hmm. next thing. I can't even think about it. Um, Mm -hmm. Candice, I see you as a bulldozer as well. Oh, Um, easily. Easily. Yeah. So, But if you're a historian, this conversation is going to hit a little different. So as we look Mm. back, how we've grown, how we've changed, how the Lord has uh, moved in our lives, we can reflect on his goodness. And as we do, depending on your type of personality, as you pause and notice the goodness of God, it either frees you up to be present in the moment right now, or it pushes Mm -hmm. you to dream into the future and believing for faith for what Mm -hmm. he has for you to do. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. That makes sense. Absolutely. That makes sense. You know, I, I often think about when I look backwards, I want to see number one accomplishment. And I don't think that this is where we're steering the conversation. I don't want you to count successes to be proud of. I don't want you to look back and go, how was this past year? Where was I successful and where did I nail it? Because the reality is, is some of you are walking out of a year that was the most hellish dark year you've ever encountered. And you can't see a single success. You just see survival, not even thriving, but you're just like, Woo, made it. <laughs> and then, I'm alive and, and breathing. Yeah. And barely. And yeah. yeah. And so when we talk about taking a reflective look, I, I do want us to really have a keen eye on what it means to appreciate the goodness of God in our life and i'm i'm going to pose something that feels a little bit icky in the conversation but i want us to go here because oh. i think we don't do it are you ready it's just it's just not a, you're it. you're already uncomfortable well i think we'll throw the word zest in and feel a little bit healthier i'm building so, into the next thing
1: okay i'm here i'm
0: present, <laughs> present accounted for got got it okay let me ask you this um i posted a devotional you know, a couple months oh, back, and okay. uh, one of the verses that I was posting was, was from the Passion Translation, and it's it's in the famous passage where it talks about that the Lord will give you a way out of temptation when you're faced in temptation. Okay, we we've all heard this verse so many different ways. We've heard it like God's not going to tempt you. He's not going to, you know, put anything in your path that you can't escape or whatever and you're going to you're going to be able to stand up underneath it and and you're not even going to go through hard stuff. Well, that's a lie, you know. It says when you face this, so there's already let's debunk that. So some of you all have had a hard place you're looking back into from things that you've walked into. The thing that I loved about when it talks about a way of escape, it's really using the word Exodus. It's saying that he will give you an Exodus from it. And when you think about the book of Exodus in the Old Testament, it's all about the story of how God took them out of slavery into freedom. And he did it in miraculous ways. He parted a Red Sea. He kept their enemy at bay. He showed signs and wonders. He revealed himself. He kept the people of Israel for himself. I mean, like he pulled them out of a nation and brought him into their home. Like these are the things where I'm sitting here going, you may have walked through the, one of the most difficult years, but God's got an exodus for you. He's got an exit strategy. He's got a plan, right? So I posted this devotional. I was really proud of it. I was like, hey, I felt like I was a word from the Lord. And this lady comes on my comment section. And so I've already hidden it so you don't have to go look for it and peruse my socials. Calm down, all of you investigators out there. You but knew I was going to, gonna, find, I was going to I know her heart. I, I know, like, you're, I like, you're like, you're like, let me know her name. Give me I will her, zip out her. of that. Yeah. No, I don't want you to because I felt like okay. it was such a valid response. Oh. She said to me, she said, Candace. I waited 18 years of my life to escape a narcissistic and abusive father. Did God put that trial and that test in my life? And what I want to say is when we're taking a pause to fuel your passions and open up this conversation, this is why I say it's sticky. I want you to look at it from a trial and a testing perspective. That is not something that God would cause to bring you harm. Some of you have walked through some really harmful things and you want to put God's name on it as you stand here and pause and look in the rearview mirror. But abuse, I believe God never brings abuse as a trial or a test. When I think of trials and tests, I think of them as their baseline meaning. A test, I want a lawyer that has passed the bar exam, I want a doctor that has passed all of their classes and courses on how to do the surgery. And they've passed their test. When you're being tested by the Lord, I believe it'll be on something that you've already been taught by the Lord. And it is a test, not so that he can see if you can withstand hardship or heartache, but so that you can stand under whatever he's about to level you up into the next thing. Because you're going to need some tools to be able to use what you've learned from him. And that is not in the form of something that's going to be counter to his character. He's a loving father. He's a loving God. And he's not going to bring you all these things. Those are byproducts of this world that we live in. When I think of a trial, Jenny, let's just go there. Are you like theologically in your mind just already? Counting? I wrote a whole paper on this. I'm like here with you. I'm like, let me pull up, let me pull
1: up my paper. Let's
0: go. So I would say a trial would be this as well. A trial has to be something that you face and you're accountable for a jury of peers to monitor behaviors that you've already brought to the table. So there may be some choices that you made this past year that you're like, I don't know if they were the best choices. I don't know if that's going to serve my family well or my calling well or my future well. And i just need somebody else's eyes on it and say, Hey, righteous judge, Holy father, can you judge what's, what's been the actions of what I've done this year so that I can either continue to walk into that and say, yeah, let's keep on going. It was great. Let's go. Or to say, whoa, 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 whoa. We need, to put, we need to put some parameters on that. That needs to be on probation. Nope. Don't do that anymore. That's not good. It's not good for you. The problem is, is that we hear the word trials and tests in scriptures when we're looking back on our life and we don't have a happy view. We don't have a happy rear view mirror and we want to see, well, how did I see the goodness of God in that, Candace? Did he make me do walk through this just because he's a jerk God? No, surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Trials and tests are not from God that follow in abuse or in rejection or in neglect or in all these things that are counter to God's character. Those are things that are a part of being in a broken and fallen world that he sustains you in. Your trials and your tests Are only going to come from the things that God's teaching you and molding you, those things that'll actually put to the benefit of serving the kingdom and your calling and your passions and your purpose. Well, so there's that
1: in within trials and testing. That's that's the question how do you maintain? A passion for life. And mm. so the paper I was telling you about, yes, I got to write this paper in my Old Testament class and I, and I, a four page paper, double okay. space, uh, double spaced. So it's really two Ooh. pages. Right? right. Um, And the loaded question I tackled was why do bad things happen to good people? Oh and yeah. Age, age long question right there. Question. Everybody asks sim- uh-huh. similar to what you're describing. I got a hundred. <laughs> Thank you very much. Woo! But the comment my professor said was great paper, very good theological insight. You're trying to tie it up with a bow and there's no bow on this answer. Wow. hundred percent. I can teach you all the things I wrote in that paper, but what I want us to take away from what I learned was there is such a mystery to God and mm-hmm. how he moves in And through our life, that we often want to have all the answers when we're not equipped to Mm. understand all the answers, even. Um, but if we can just grasp, like you were saying, Candace, grasp for his goodness in Mm. how you've grown through the hurt, the pain, the brokenness, grasp for his goodness and how he brought friendships in your life for sustaining, grasp for the goodness, like what does that look like? Then that can help us. Um, not just embrace the mystery. Like, I'm not saying that as a softball, like ignore all your like, but it can help us partner with God. And and the question, instead of why do bad things happen to good people? The question I ended up posing in my paper was, am I in the place of God? Am I in the place of God? And am I partnering with what he's doing? So when we're talking about Candace said, don't, don't recount the successes you've had. The Mm. question should be, how can you count ways you've surrendered to what god wants to do in and through a broken situation in and through a beautiful situation have you surrendered to god and can you count his goodness through that because when you're talking about exile it's just it's this cycle of disobedience obedience disobedience obedience disobedience right like humans are so humans and god is so faithful god is always faithful God is always faithful. So when we're in count- when we're reflecting on his goodness, what is it doing? We're reflecting on his faithfulness. It has nothing to do with us. We're messy humans that are in a broken world. And I'm not just saying that to say that, but as we sit in this in-between of waiting to be face-to-face with the creator of the universe, we catch glimpses of his goodness and we get to say, man, you've been so faithful and it Mm -hmm. removes us out of the equation and it brings us this heavenly perspective to continue to have this passion for life that we get to carry kingdom in whatever way, shape or form he invites us to, whether to our kids, in our homes, in our communities, in our church communities. Mm -hmm. And that alone reflecting Mm -hmm. on his goodness sustains us in so many ways uh, and keeps us, In the momentum of
0: what he has man i i feel like number one i just feel like we weren't prepared to go this deep we you know we were just throwing around some ideas about this episode and we were like let's just talk about how god sustained us in this goodness and now i'm sitting here going we've cracked and an an ethical and a theological discussion that's aged long and old and i want to i want to tell you this word picture that i just got when you were talking have you ever lived in a house that had bad foundation and i'm
1: girl i live in florida we're talking built on sand
0: (laughs) okay so you understand when you start seeing the cracks in your little ceiling or like you see a door that doesn't really close unless it's winter or summer and then it decides to and you're like oh okay i got locked in my bathroom
1: locked in the bathroom (laughs) the door wasn't locked, just got out of the shower. I could not open the door. I was like, Help!
0: stress, <laughs> stress, stress. I feel it for you already. Oh my I goodness. Was, yeah. I was like, I'm going to die I've in had a I have the towel. luxury being in Texas also, and just having some homes that did not have the best foundation. Yeah. We, we are people here that we're programmed to water your foundation. You know what I mean? You're you're gonna get crazy dry, hot weather. You you water your foundation. You're gonna have different seasons where you need to put in a French drain to pull water away from your tr- foundation. I mean, oh, like we are obsessed wow. about our foundation. And there's this old Christian song from the 90s that it's such a hokey. I mean, but if you're still singing it in your church, yay! Sing but like for, for it's like Jesus, you're my firm foundation. Ah. I know I can stand secure you know what I'm talking about? Okay. So I think of that word picture of seeing a home built on a firm foundation, whatever year that you've just left and you experienced whatever life could throw at you and, and maybe your house completely toppled down to the environment around you. But if you have Jesus as your firm foundation, you can rebuild. And that firm foundation is solid, but maybe you're not that person. And you're looking back on this year and you're like, Girl, we about to bust out the roof and build a third floor. okay?' <laughs> like we're making more room on this foundation. We're doing bigger, better things. I'm getting some upgrades. Whatever the circumstances, we can all agree on the fact that the goodness of God is the foundation that He provides. Because when you have a bad foundation, nothing about your house matters. The most beautiful inside, beautiful outside, could be wrecked in a moment and lose all of its value when the foundation cracks. But if your foundation is secure, You can put your hope in it and you can either rebuild or you can expand or you can upgrade or you can take shelter in what's already there and just be secure knowing that you're on a firm foundation. So every single one of us, no matter what we're looking back at through this year, if you've built your life on the foundation of Jesus Christ, you can stand secure. And when you look back that you you can know God's been good. God's been faithful. He is not a foundation that's cracked. He's not a foundation that's been unsteady and been movable. He is an immovable foundation for you. And when you look back, there should be nothing but gratitude to go. Thank you for being a firm foundation for me, God. Thank you. No matter what the world around me threw at me this year, maybe even took me down to the studs. I know that I can rebuild on you because you are a firm foundation. That's what we're saying should fuel you with a passion for life. You get the foundation right, everything else doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You get it wrong, everything else is is gonna be a journey for sure trying to fix.
1: Yeah. My my preacher pants are on for this moment, Candace. So I we've been talking about pausing. Mm-hmm and you already analyze if you're a historian or a bulldozer or whatever personality type you is so you is whatever you, you is, is. <laughs> you is. Yeah, whatever you is whatever you for is
0: as well <laughs> Let us...
1: kind of a big deal
0: <laughs> when we grammatically correct each other we're like oh it hurts so bad we should know better that's our shit okay. we need to shut up this that's year the okay shit. got it
1: um but whatever but you is no, you 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 teed me up for this moment I have excellent English, but let's pause <laughs> in this moment because yeah. we're talking about pausing and reflecting on the goodness of God. So everyone pause yeah. and reflect on what Candice has posed. Is Jesus Christ your firm foundation? Mm. And if your heart was saying no, we want to challenge you to prayerfully consider that or just consider it. Don't even pray. Consider that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: If your answer is yes, reflect on his goodness and what he has done. If it's no, ask, ask Jesus to make himself real to you today.
0: Well, and there's practicality in just building on him. When you're not building on yourself and what you know, it, can I just tell you the game changer for this year for you? It gets so much easier when everything that you're building on depends on him pressure's off. You're not, you're no longer performing. You are no
1: longer performing.
0: Yeah. 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 Yep. And so I just, I'm encouraged by today's conversation and I hope that you are too. I feel like maybe you needed the start of your year to just pause, just pause and get this idea of what am I doing to actually provoke the passions in my life, to be passionate for life. And, and um, we hope that this conversation has been that for you. And we hope that you're going to have it with a friend, too. Like, like don't stop it here. Like, really challenge some of these things we've talked about. I, I dare say, Jenny, we're not going to face some uh, feedback that are a lot of people saying their personal stories of traumas and hurts. And saying, I just can't see the goodness of God. To you that's thinking that right now as we're closing out this episode. I want to challenge you with this thought. If God is not good, if he's not good and he's not it, what else is there for you in this entire world other than him? That can give you the kind of joy and the hope and the peace. I just honestly don't know of a greater foundation to build your life from and off. And at some point you're going to have to trust, at some point you're going to have to trust that he's good. Even if you can't see it. That's what that's what faith is. It's the evidence of the things not seen. And it's the substance of the things that we hope for. So today some of y'all are looking back with some really good memories. Some of you are looking back with some whoo burn marks and some narrowly escaping some other memories. And and I just want to encourage you take a pause, regroup, and try to see the goodness of God. It's there if you if you if you look maybe hard enough or maybe easy enough. I don't know for you, but it's there.
1: All right, friends. Embrace the freedom to kick that shit out the door. We'll see you next week. If you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars.
0: If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.